Yom Yom, Beis Nisan, the second day of Nisan. Today is a very special day as he begins, the Rebbe begins the Yom Yom, telling us what's so special about today. That today is the Hilula, the yard site, the day of passing of the Rebbe Rashab. He says of my father, referring to the previous Rebbe's father, the Rebbe Rashab, Rebbe Shalom Daivber. The Rebbe Shalom Daivber was born in the year. 1861, and he passed away in the year 1920. And he passed away on a Saturday night on the second day of Nisan, exactly 100 years ago. Tafresh Pei, 1920, now is 2020 in the city of Rostov, and there he's buried. And 100 years, a very, very special um, anniversary. It's interesting to note, he mentions that he's buried there, that originally he was buried in one location, but then the communists used it for their own purposes and they had the entire cemetery just done over. But they managed, the Hasidim managed to get permission to move the body of the Rebbe Rashab. This happened in the year 1940, 20 years after he passed away. I heard the story from an old Jew, the old uh, Rabbi Gordon in Maristan, New Jersey, and he related uh, how he heard directly from uh, two people who were there and how the body was absolutely complete without any defect or problem whatsoever. As, of course, we know, the body of a tzaddik is holy and is unaffected the way the rest of um, people's bodies are after they die. The Rebbe continues and says now about the Rebbe Rashab that the very first Maimer that he said in public after the passing of his own father was in the second day of Sukkot in the year 1882, towards the end of 1882, and the Maimer began with the words, Kesar Yitnu they will give to you a crown. Uh, something interesting to note about this, the Rebbe Rashab became Rebbe at an extremely young age. He was 21 years old. And yet he became the leader, and his father passed away on the 13th day of Tishrei, and three days later he said this Maimer. That means the Shiva was broken off because it was the holiday, and he said uh, the Maimer. This brings to mind the story of the Sfas Emes, who was the leader of massive hundreds of thousands of Jews in Poland. The Rebbe Rashab was the leader in Russia. The 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 Gerach Sidis was very strong in Poland. And the Sfas Emes was 19 when he became Rebbe because he inherited the leadership from his grandfather, the Chidush Yarim, and all 13 children of the Chidush Yarim passed away in his lifetime. So the Sfas Emes took over when he was 19, and then there were old Chassidim, and they... And they, they, they the Svasamis saw that they were a little uncomfortable that such a young man is leading the entire Poland. And the Svasamis told them, he said a story of people climbing the mountain, getting to the top, climbing, climbing, spending months climbing the mountain. And if they reach the top and they see a little kid running around on the top of the mountain, and they ask him, how do you do it? How, do, how are you here? We worked so hard together. And he told them, my friends, I was born here. So it's the same thing. A Rebbe, is something beyond what we can imagine. And it's fascinating that in the yeshiva system, in the, in the, in the system of what would be the equivalent of college, but in, in, but in the yeshiva system they learn Torah instead, the, uh, the, what, what's studied in most uh, yeshivas at least one year is this year, of the 1882-1883, of the Rebbe Rashab. That means his very first year of writing chassidus uh, is so magnificent and so brilliant and so divine that it's studied uh, in the yeshiva system. The Rebbe concludes the Hayyim Yayim and that well, what was the final Hasidic discourse, Maimer, that he said in public 
in this world was Purim, Purim of the year Tafrish Pei, 1920. And it began with the verse, Reish is Goyim Amalek, the first nation to start up with the Jewish people was Amalek, and God will, Kate Samlachesha, God will place an end to the darkness. And uh, this is the last time we actually said in public, because there actually was a mimer that he said in Parshas Kisisa, uh, which is printed in the book of Hasidic Discourses of the year 1920. And, but it wasn't said in public, so it doesn't, it's not the same uh, thing. The last thing he said in public was how it was about Amalek. And of course, you, know, uh, you may know the history of what was happening in Russia at the time in 1920, the Bolsheviks and the persecution, and it was just getting started and the total destruction, attempted destruction of the Jewish people. And, uh, and there's fascinating accounts of that Purim, how the Rebbe Rashab, the, typically, of course, they followed all the uh, curfews and it was, it was very dangerous. Anyone who approached the Rebbe Rashab, and there was a lot of limitations. But that Purim was such a revelation of godliness by the Rebbe Rashab, and uh, he must have had a premonition also that he was going to pass away soon because he, he, it was such a scene and he told everybody to come and to disregard the, limit, the limits on gathering of people. And typically you're not allowed, not allowed to collect money uh, in front of the state, but he had a bowl of money on the table and he told everyone to put in money for the sake of supporting Judaism. And even though the communists came, and it was the middle of the night, it was after curfew, it was dangerous, dangerous, dangerous stuff, people were white. But the Rebbe Rashab told everyone in the crowd to ignore the communists, to ignore the police, and he kept describing how they're nothing but a, in front of their faces. He said they're a klipa, they're a, they're a shell, which is blocking godliness, and they stand no chance. And, uh, and, uh, and even the previous Rebbe himself, who wasn't the Rebbe yet, he wanted to remove the money from the table and cover it over. But nevertheless, uh, and the Rebbe Rashab actually didn't let him. He said, ignore them and pay no attention to them. And... Uh, and then when they wanted to go into his private chamber, he said, over there, the Darton Velen's a garnish battle, then over there they'll be totally nullified. They can't stand a chance in front of the holiness of the room. And when anyone was even looking at them, he told the crowd, don't look at them, look at me, pay attention to what I'm saying. And he said over this mimer of Reish's Goyim Amolik, how the first of all nations to start up with the Jewish people was Amolik, and how their end is... Hashem will end, put an end to all of the darkness and so on and so forth. So it's an unbelievable um, uh, scene and description. And actually, non- nothing ended up happening. In the end, they just left. And it was uh, all the chassidim said, they wrote later about it, how they were shocked because that never happened. That, that they should come in and leave in such blatant violations and, and everything to their face. But that was the Rebbe Rashab in that special moment of this final maimah that he left us with. And 100 years later, we're still going strong. And if in the face of the Bolsheviks and Stalin and the communists, everything went strong and, 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 and the power was there a hundred years later, how much more so? And we're not going to let any, anything stop us from continuing in our Yiddishkeit and celebrating uh, these days and with our families. And we can't go to Shul, but in our house, we're going to celebrate this beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Everybody have a wonderful day.